Well, praise the Lord and God bless you this evening and welcome to the Tabernacle Deliverance Sunday evening service. I'm Pastor Wills and I'm excited about what God is doing for us, with us, through us and in the midst of us, regardless of what's going on around us. I love to say that because you know what's true. We need to thank God for what he does in our lives each day. Each day, the Lord does something exciting. Number one, he woke us up this morning. Number two, he started us on our way. So I'm excited about what God is doing in our lives. You know, each day we live, we're blessed with the blessing of life. We're blessed with God's mercy. We're blessed with God's kindness. We're blessed with God's love. Now, I'm excited about that, that God shares that with us each day. Bow your head with me for a moment. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I come before you in the behalf of those that are watching the broadcast on the television or listen to the podcast, YouTube, Twitter, wherever, and however they may be listening to this broadcast or watching it. I ask you to touch every liberal soul, save, deliver, and make free. Break the yoke. Open their understanding. I bind the hands of the strong man from hindering and receiving your word in Jesus' name. Amen. What a mighty God we serve. 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 Angels bow before him. Heaven and earth adore him. What a mighty God we serve. Come on, if you know the song, join in with me. What a mighty God we serve. What a mighty God we serve. Angels bow before him. Heaven and earth adore him. What a mighty God we serve. We used to sing that back in church. What a mighty God we serve. What a mighty God we serve. Angels bow before him. Heaven and earth adore him. What a mighty God we serve. Oh, what a mighty God we serve. What a mighty God we serve. Hallelujah. What a mighty God we serve. What a mighty God we serve. Angels bow before him. Heaven and earth adore him. What a mighty God we serve. Oh my gosh, that's a beautiful song. Now hear another song in my head said, This is the day. This is the day that the Lord has made. The Lord has made. Oh, this is the day. This is the day that the Lord God made. The Lord God made. We will rejoice. We will rejoice and be glad in it. And be glad in it. Oh, this is the day that the Lord God made. I will rejoice and be glad. Hallelujah. Oh, this is the day. This is the day that the Lord God made. Hallelujah. Well, glory. Hallelujah. Well, glory. Hallelujah. Oh, 
jump in the service most of the time and start preaching or teaching or whatever, but it's, yeah, you know, it's just sometimes you, you you just got to magnify God. You just got to adore God for who he is. You got to bless the name of God regardless. You got to bless the name of God. You got to magnify him and adore him. It's just something to know. Get your Bible. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Striving to reach your goal. Hallelujah. Mm. Whether I'm in a cathedral or a matchbox, I want to be able to praise God. Amen. I want to be able to glorify him as God. Amen. I want to be holy. I want to be righteous. I want to do what I'm supposed to do. Walking a brick wall sometimes. Right? Get your Bibles and go with me to Hebrews chapter 7 and verse 22. Tonight, I want to talk to you about something very interesting that the world don't have. And that's better promises from God. Amen. Better promises from God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We got a lot of Yamama Oh, glory. Hallelujah. We have better promises in God. Hallelujah. A Hebrews chapter 7, verse 22. It says, By so much was Jesus made a surety of a better testament. Amen. Something? So by so much, let me read it one more time. By so much, Jesus was made a better testament than the Old Testament. 
I said, Jesus, the son of the living God, our savior, the king of salvation, the king of glory, was me. A surety of a better, better covenant. Amen. Oh my gosh, that's something to think about. It was made of a better, better covenant for us that we could enjoy salvation. That we could be heirs of salvation. We could be heirs with God and join heirs with Jesus Christ. That's beautiful. Because the surety of his death, resurrection, and ascension, better promises. See, under the Old Testament, everybody had to go to the priest. And if the priest wasn't right, nobody wasn't getting nothing, and the priest was killed when he went into the Holy of Holies. But because Jesus went to the cross, died once, now, the difference here is, beloved, in the Old Testament, they had to constantly, constantly, constantly offer up bulls, offer up goats, offer up blood. They had to constantly do this. But Jesus, Jesus, the Son of the living God, gave up his life, because he came here to die, gave up his life that we might. Be saved. That we might be saved. That we may be able to rejoice in God and magnify his name. I'm trying to figure this one out here. Uh, it shouldn't be live, live. But why is it live? Uh-oh. Well, this broadcast is for Sunday. If some of y'all are getting it, I'll have it straightened out. I'm doing it tonight. <laughs> I see my wife is watching it live over there, so I don't know why it's all live and it's not supposed to be live. However, let's go on. This scripture here, it tells us that Jesus Offered up a surer, better covenant for us all. That this covenant and testament would be lasting and eternal. That's what I liked about it. This covenant would be lasting and life. All that would accept Christ. He was often better promises. Let's move on. Let's go, go to Hebrews 8 and 6. Listen to this. Hebrews 8 and 6 says, I'm reading from the King James Version. But now have he obtained a more excellent ministry by much also. He is also the mediator of a better covenant which was established upon better promises. Let me read it again. But now have he obtained more and more excellent ministry by how much he also is the mediator of a better covenant, which was established upon better promises. Did you hear this? The Lord Jesus 
was established. Listen to this. He was first made the mediator of a better covenant. Not just the mediator between man and God, but of a better covenant for us to have, which was established by better promises. That's why you ain't got to run to. You don't have to go to the witch. You don't have to go to the soothsayer. You don't have to go to those preachers that run around there talking about prosperity. They're the prosperity ministry because Christ offered us up something unique here where we could have better promises. Amen. Because the promise is him and the yay and amen. God, see, think about God. He don't make mistakes. God offered us better promises. He offered us something better amen. that we didn't have before. You see, until Jesus went to the cross, we would not be able to be saved. That's the thing about it. Even back then with the Jews, the Jewish people of that time, a lot of them couldn't be saved because of things that their family done. If you really read the scripture, it's going to show you that. It's going to show that. That because of some things, people will cause their whole families to be cursed. We were talking about that. The whole thing about this is that we're under a bed of a covenant that we could go to Jesus Christ himself to repent of our sins and ask for salvation and he'll give it to us. Amen. And he'll save us. That, that's, that's, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. We don't have to wait to no priest. We don't have to wait for the preacher. We can repent of our sins right then and there. And we can ask Christ Jesus to come into our life and save us because he opens up better promises. He offers the promise amen, of eternal amen. life. He offers the promise of long life. Oh, the list goes on on the promises that God has. You know what? Most people don't even know the promises of God. They don't even know what the promises of God is. They have no clue what the promises of God are, but they are yea and amen in him. God's promises are always effective. We just don't go after that. Now look at that verse. One more time it says, but now haven't he obtained a more excellent ministry by much also, by how much also he is the mediator of a better covenant, which was established by better, oh my gosh, better promises that you can lean on. Here's a song we used to sing. I hear, I learn how to lean. And depend on Jesus. <coughs> I found out if I trust him, he would supply. One more time. <clears throat> I learn how to lean and depend on Jesus. I found out. If I trust him, he would supply. That's nice to know. I learned how to lean and depend on Jesus because he got better covenant, better promises. He's established on better promises. And I found out if I trust him, hallelujah, he would supply. Amen. I don't depend on man. 
I depend on God. Let's move on. Let's go to Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 16. Listen to this. Verse 16. But now they desire a better country that is in heavenly Wherefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he hath prepared for them a city. I'll read it again. But now they desire a better country that is in heavenly, thank you, Lord. Wherefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he hath prepared for them a city. Now, listen to this. Listen to this, everybody. The United States and other countries are trying to figure ways they could go to the Mar Mars, moon, and colonize. Because they, they know the Earth is going to be destroyed after a while because they don't want to destroy it. But God said in his word, those that love him and expect in his promises, those people are looking for another country. They're looking for a heavenly country. They're no longer looking and focusing on this world no more. They're looking for a heavenly country that won't be destroyed. So when you go to work, each day you go to work, you're working towards a goal, number one, to get your paycheck, to get your work done. Get a promotion, maybe. And some of y'all may live in homes you're not happy with. But you walk with God and your focus is on to make it to heaven and go on into the heavenly country Amen. that God has. Amen. Just as the scripture says. The scripture here says, but now they desire a better country that is a heavenly wherefore. God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he hath prepared for them a city. The thing about God, he don't lie. He's not like man. He's not like us, because we'll tell you what you we'll tell you what we want you to believe. I'll say it again. We'll tell you what we want you to believe, whether it's the truth or a lie. That's how humans are. We'll tell you what we think you should be told, but not God. If God promised you a city, he's prepared for, the, for you already. See, God is a God of knowing. God is a God of God. He's a God of the future because he created the past. Amen. He created the present. He already knows the future. So the scripture here, beloved, tells us something very interesting about God. In Hebrews 11 and 16, it says, but now they desire a better country that is a heavenly, wherefore God is not ashamed to be called a God, and he went and prepared the city. Amen. Now listen to this. 
Jesus told his disciples, whether they believed it at that time or not, Jesus said, in my father's house, there's many mansions. And if it was not so, I would have told you. You know why? One of the reasons why, beloved, the Lord said that because he said, he, he said, I only do and say and what I heard my father do. Whatever he seen Father God do or say, that's all Jesus said. I keep trying to get people to understand that Jesus never was about himself. Today, preachers about themselves. They got to look the best and they're going to force the members to buy them the best and all this other stuff. That's not necessary. You get a job and work. But the thing here is, Jesus was the king of glory. But a lot of people don't understand this about the Lord. Though he came in the flesh as a man, he still was the king of glory. He still was filled with God's power. Amen. He still had access to the throne. If you really read the scriptures about Jesus Christ, when they were taking him to arrest him, he said, don't you know I can call out 12, more than 12 legions? Ain't no big thing. Ain't no big thing. If I wanted to slay you guys, I could just go like that, you're dead. Ain't no big thing. But I didn't come here for that. I came that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly because Christ was built on better promises. Under the Old Testament, they didn't have those promises. They didn't have them. They had to go to the priest. Or wait till some prophet come through. What I like about this, beloved, I, that's what that's all you say. I can go to God in prayer. You can go to God and pray yourself. You can go to God yourself. Call on his name and righteousness and God to answer you. God to speak to your spirit. You just got to listen. You just got to listen to the voice of God. Know who God is. He's not a thing. He's not a it. This verse here is interesting that God said, listen to this. Now, I, this is shameful. Listen to this. This is very shameful. Because God said he's not ashamed to say he's our God. But we're ashamed to let people know we say. We got to cover up the Bible and paper so nobody see us with it. And then we, what we got to do, we got to cover it up and hide it so nobody see it. Or just have it on our tablet or our phone so nobody know we're reading the Bible. We're such hypocrites. But I gotta say, people probably people proudly carry their Bibles around. <clears throat> people was happy and blessed to carry their Bibles when they went around. People was excited to carry their Bible to talk about God. Now today it's a secret. It ain't no secret with me. Let's move on. Let's go to Psalms eleven thirty three. Listen to this. Who through faith subdued kingdoms, wrought righteousness, and, and obtained promises, obtained promises, stopped the mouth of lying. I'm going to read it again. 
Hebrews 11.33, who through faith subdue kingdoms, wrought righteousness. Huh? No, 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 Hebrews. Hebrews 11.33. Oh, Hebrews? Hebrews 11.33. Uh, okay. I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, Hebrews 11.33. Okay. Who through faith subdue kingdoms, wrought righteousness, obtained promises, and stopped the mouths of lions. These are people. These are people that walk with God. They walk with God. And they obtain promises because they believed God, because they trusted God, and they didn't back down. You see, the Bible said, whatsoever thing you believe in, and when you pray, believe that you receive it, you have it according to his will. You got to first pray, and you got to first believe, and you got to accept that he's capable. A lot of people pray for homes, jobs, wives, husbands, uh, uh, to have children, but they don't believe it. They don't believe it, beloved. You got to believe your prayers. Pray with people that knows how to pray. Pray with people that have faith in God. Don't pray for nobody that's already talking down. Don't go ask nobody to pray for you that don't believe God. Amen. Don't ask nobody to pray for you that don't believe anything for themselves. And then they're going to tell you, oh, God ain't capable of that. Just lie. You got to let God lead you to the right people. Just why you got to ask God to give you prayer partners and friends that God give you, and they'll be there when you need to pray and call on the name of God. It's interesting to know that God is in control of everything that goes on. It's really interesting. What we need to do is learn to worship God in the beauty of holiness and stop pretending and really get down to business. Really love the Lord God. Really magnify God and exalt his name. These people receive righteousness. They wrought miracles. They destroyed kingdoms. They stood up in faith and received promises and blessings from God. Why? Because they stood on God's word and accepted what he said. Because until you do that, you ain't getting nothing from God. You can pray all you want. You're praying in vain until you believe what God is capable of doing. I'm going to say it again. You can pray all you want. But if you don't believe and accept that God is capable of healing and delivering you, ain't nothing going to happen. You can have the, every, every well-known preacher pray for you. Yeah, I can come and pray for you. It ain't going to do nothing if you don't accept that God is really capable of healing and delivering you out of that. Bow your head. Let me pray for those who watch the TV broadcast. Father, in Jesus' name, I ask you to touch every liberal soul watching this television broadcast right now. Bind the hands of the strong man. Bring deliverance in their lives. Break the yokes. Give them a mind to serve you in Jesus' name. Amen. It's true. If you do not personally believe God for your miracle, your healing, your family, nothing. People wonder why nothing takes place. The Bible said without faith, is it impossible to please God? You first must believe that he is and he is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him.
You got to first believe this. You got to first believe that his promises are yea and amen in him and that he'll make ways out of no ways for you. He'll break yokes in your life. He'll bring deliverance in your life. He'll save your family. He'll make doors open that's been closed. He'll close doors that you want him to close. Oh, he'll provide. But you got to understand that he has better promises for you. Better promises for you. You got to understand that he's able. He's capable and able to perform his word. He said, heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall not pass away. His word, not mine. The word of God is not going to cease. It's not going to pass away. I don't care. People, they can burn all the Bibles. God's word is still settled in heaven. And just the hands the best part, everybody. Those folks can't get to heaven. <laughs> they can send all the rockets up they want. They'll never reach heaven. They may be able to reach Venus. Don't mean nothing to me. Mars, Venus, whatever, Pluto, whatever planet they want to reach. They'll never reach heaven. Oh, they'll try. Of course they'll try. The soul that sinneth, it shall die. It shall not tarry in God's sight. It will not. Let's move on. <clears throat> Let's go to Second Peter. Let's go to Second Peter. <clears throat> Chapter 1, verse 4. Listen to this. Whereby are given unto us exceeding, exceeding great and precious promises that by these ye might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in this world Last. Let me read it again. <clears throat> Whereby are given unto us exceeding great promise, precious promises that, that by these ye might be partakers of the, of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world, in this world, through lust. Think about that. Promises, precious promises that God has given us. But the problem here is, as I said in the beginning, a lot of people have no clue what God promises. You know why? They don't take the time to read God's word for themselves. They go by what some preacher said or something like that. They don't take time to read God's word, so they don't know what his promises are. The Bible says, search the scripture. For in them you think you have eternal life. You got to search the scripture yourself. Stop asking somebody else to search it for you. Go to some Bible school. Learn God's word for yourself. Hallelujah. Learn God's word for yourself. Understand who God is and what he does. Look at this verse. 
whereby are given unto us exceeding and exceeding great and precious promises. Exceeding and great promises. Mm. That by thee ye might be partakers. Listen to this. Partakers of a divine, of the divine nature of God. That you may be a partake of the divine nature of God. That you connect with God as family. Did you hear what I just said? That you will connect with God through divine nature by having Jesus Christ in your life. You make the connection back to God because our sins have blocked us from God. But when Christ went to Calvary, that better promise came alive for us. He said, I come that you might have life and have a more abundantly divine nature. I'm not talking about money, <laughs> cars, I'm talking about the divine nature of God. To receive things directly from God. That's a blessing in itself. Let's move on. It says that ye might be a partaker of the divine nature, having escaped. Oh, my God. Having escaped the corruption that is in the world. Through lust. And that's what, what is this world? You know, some of the TV channels, I constantly tell some of the shows they have today, it's nothing but trash. Nothing but trash, nothing but lust, homosexuality, adultery, fornication, the, uh, I mean, they went to the extreme. Everything is over-sexualized now. Everything. You watch a commercial, it's over-sexualized. You see a car commercial, it's over-sexualized. You see a banker, it's over-sexualized. Everything is over-sexualized today. That's not built on better promises. That's built on lust. They put some pretty girl in the bank. They put some pretty girl in the car. They put some good-looking man doing a commercial. They put some pretty girl doing a commercial. And it's all about looks, desire desire to have what you don't need. One of the things <clears throat> I personally learned over the years that we should acknowledge God in all we do. I go for sometimes I don't. I'm being honest. Sometimes I don't I, I don't acknowledge God in some things I do. And I make a mess then I go, oh help me Sometimes it's small, simple stuff. But sometimes it's more simple to turn a nightmare. <clears throat> I'm not kidding you. Ah, we got to acknowledge God all that we do. You know, okay, listen to this. I know this may sound silly to some of y'all. We're talking about better promise. You go make a dish and you don't know how to make a dish and you put too much salt too much pepper in it, and then you give it to somebody, and they want to choke you behind. Why? Because the seed is too hot, or it's too much salt, and when they take one bite, they want to kill you over the one bite. That's why the Bible says, no, I always acknowledge him, and he'll direct your path. It's really true, but we don't like to do it. 
We don't we don't like to do those things. We don't like to acknowledge the Lord. I have to fight with myself to make sure I acknowledge him. But I want to include the Lord in what I do every day. I want to include the Lord in my ministry. In the ministry he gave me, I want to include him in. Because some people exclude him because this is my ministry. This is what I'm doing. They'll even talk to tell other people that work with them, this is what I want to do. <clears throat> they don't be saying, this is what the Lord is directing me to do. This is what I'm doing, okay? Amen. This is what I want to do. I'm pastor, and this is what I want to do. They ain't no longer saying what God said, what they want to do. Even with your business, you own the business, let God direct you. Let God guide your step. I always tell you, teach your job as ministry, and your ministry as your job. Because if we do that, we're going to have God included in what we do. It'll be less headache. I don't have that many headaches over things. I'm, I'm a realistic person. You know, I like being realistic people. I want people to respect me for being truthful and honest. Not scamming around all that was full of foolishness that people be doing. Okay, let's move on. <clears throat> let's go to 2 Corinthians. Second Corinthians chapter seven and verse one. Now listen to this. <clears throat> Second Corinthians chapter seven, verse one says, Having therefore these promises, dearly beloved, let us cleanse ourselves of all filthiness of the flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. Oh, let me stop right there. To all the people that you hear that say nobody can be perfect. Nobody can be perfect. And all the preachers running around saying, can't nobody be perfect. Don't let nobody fool you. Nobody can be perfect. Now let me read what the word of God said, what God had said. <clears throat> Second Corinthians chapter 7, verse 1. Having therefore these promises, better promises, dearly beloved, let us cleanse ourselves. Let us. Let me, let you, and everybody else cleanse themselves from all filthiness of the flesh. What is he talking about? Unclean action. Cursing and swearing, get that spirit out of you. To all you people that don't understand what work out your own salvation mean, I tell you, it means to work out your soul, not cook your soul salvation. Cooking in the kitchen, cooking for the pastor, wiping the pastor off while the pastor's wife. Ah, that's not working out your salvation. Working out your salvation is getting your life right with God. A hundred percent. Ninety-nine and a half ain't gonna do. Amen. Amen. Hello? Hello? Now let's read the scripture. Having therefore these promises dearly, beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit. Get those nasty spirits out of you. Ask God to deliver you and put his spirit in you. And then it says something interesting. Perfecting holiness. You don't hear people talking about holiness. They don't talk about holy living no more. It's not popular. I don't care what's not popular. We must be holy. God said, be ye holy, for I am holy. Then he turned around and said, peace follow all men 
and the holiness without, no man shall see the Lord. Y'all got to hear what I'm saying? No man is going to see the Lord. You've got to be holy. You must be holy. Let's look at the scripture one more time. One more time. Second Corinthians chapter 7, verse 1. If you don't like it, tear it out your Bible. It ain't going to change nothing, though. You just throw it out the Bible. Having therefore these promises, dearly beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. Amen. You got to perfect holiness in the fear of God. Oh, that's up to you if you want to. You don't want to. You don't have you don't do nothing. You can watch this broadcast every Sunday. And don't do nothing. You're going to get paid for that. Oh, yes. Oh, yes, you're definitely going to get paid. But it's not going to be the pay you think. Because a simple man be born again, he can't enter to the kingdom of God. So don't waste your time. Amen. Don't waste your time. We must perfect holiness in the fear of God. We must cleanse ourselves from all unrighteousness, not some, not a couple of pieces of it. Here's a story of a king. He was told to destroy uh, um, a land. He went and destroyed that land. He did that by, he did what God told him to do. He went and destroyed the land. But guess what? He refused to stop doing the sins he was doing. He would not. He would not give up his sins. He didn't feel he needed to. And he was lost. Yet he did when God told him to go destroy that land. Say, oh, man, they're wicked people. He faithfully executed it. He faithfully executed it 100% without fail, but he refused to change himself. Gotta watch this. Gotta watch this. Salvation is built on better promises, and we must be in 100% obedience to God's word. 100%. Not 85. Many preachers today think that their preaching is going to get them into heaven. Preaching does not equal eternal life. Singing does not equal eternal life, beloved. Prophesying, miracles, none of that equal eternal life. Word of wisdom, it doesn't equal eternal life. Only thing equal eternal life is obedience to God's word, accepting Jesus Christ as your personal savior. I don't care what nobody told you. I'm going by what the scripture said. If you want eternal life with God, you got to go according to the scriptures. Some people say, well, the scriptures say it's repeating itself. You need to get saved and let the spirit of God open your understanding. That's the four gospels. Four different people telling the story. But then you got to read the Old Testament because it also talks about the story of Jesus Christ, the Messiah coming. Amen. <clears throat> they used to sing a song, only what you do for Christ will last. And it's true. 
That's the only thing that held eternal weight. Your gold, your silver. None of that holds weight before God because he got all that. He got a city of pure gold. He got it. Oh, my goodness. Streets of gold. Our gold ain't worth dirt to him. Somebody, can you imagine somebody opening up the car? Here's my gold. Some billionaire got millions and millions of dollars on gold bars. And he says, he goes to our church. I'm going to offer this up to God. Now he'll save me. A small preacher would tell him, who? Your gold perish with you. Why? Because he know automatically that that gold is nothing in God's sight. And salvation can be bought with no price. It was already purchased and paid for, signed, sealed, and delivered to whosoever accepted. Money cannot buy eternal life. I'll say it again. Money cannot buy eternal life. Gold right. materialistic things that can't buy. You can buy a preacher. Oh, I ain't gonna play. I ain't gonna miss that one out. You can buy a preacher today. Oh, yes, you can. For the right amount of money, they'll do what you want. They're thinking about their ministry. I need a hundred thousand dollars. Somebody coming to the church and say, Listen, I want you to pray that I get a sex chain. I can hear the hundred thousand dollars. I need you to pray right now. That God allow me to get a sex chain. I'm serious. And they need that hundred thousand dollars. They're gonna take that hundred thousand dollars and pray and get them. They now gonna become partakers of another man's sins <laughs> by taking that money and praying. You gotta know God's word for yourself. Really? Let's move on. Let's go to Hebrews six and twelve. Hebrews 6 and 12. Look at that verse. Hebrews 6 and 12. Hebrews 6 and 12 says that ye be not slothful, but followers of them who through faith and patience inherit the promises. I'll read it again. That ye be not slothful, but followers of them who through faith and patient inherit promises. Now, we're slothful at praising and worship God today, but yet we want God to give us his promises. We want God's blessing. We want God's deliverance. But we're slothful. Slothful. We're slothful in taking care of the ministry. We're slothful in praying for our leaders. We're slothful in praying for our government. People criticize the governments, but won't pray for them. They talk about political leaders like garbage. But you ask them if they pray for them, I ain't praying for them, devil. Huh? The Bible said pray for those in authority. See how we miss out? We want God bless him, but we won't do what he said. He said, pray for those in authority. You know why? They just like the police. A lot of them are corrupt. A lot of them. They just busted one. He's a stone racist. So now everybody concerned about all the stuff they read about him on, uh, uh, I think, Twitter or YouTube, wherever they, they read their information, seen it, videos about him. 
it affects all the cases that he's done with black people and Jewish people. Because those two people was his aim, his total aim to destroy any way possible. Because he could have planted drugs on black people. Oh, they do that. That's why the Bible tells us, pray for them in authority, that they will be exposed. Y'all don't understand. Y'all ain't understanding why you say pray for those in authority. That they will be exposed of their wickedness as well. And pray that they do the right thing. That God's people are not destroyed because of it. So the scripture tells us, be ye not slothful, but followers of them who through faith Remember, I just told you, faith is the substance of things hopeful and evidence of things not seen. And without faith, it's impossible to please God. You've got to have faith in God. You got to have faith. You want those better promises? Salvation is built on better promises. You want them? Have faith in God. These people through faith and patience. Ah! Let's talk about patience. Everybody want God to drop everything he's doing and come running. They say, don't send the angels, Lord Jesus, come yourself. And God had to send everybody he could think of to witness to you, to try to get you to get right. And now all of a sudden you in high demand, God is in high demand with you that he has to send Jesus himself. You got to have patience after that you've done the will of God. Part of the will of God is getting saved. You got to have patience after you accept the Christ as your personal Savior and let God work for you. Open doors for you, make ways for you, deliver you, fill you with his word, fill you with his power and his love. But we got to allow him to do that. Take patience. The Bible says let patience have a perfect work in you. The patient have her perfect work in your life. Your life. So it goes on to say, be not slothful, but follow of them who through faith and patience, listen to this, inherit the promises. Notice that it says inherit the promises. Through faith and patience, they inherit, they gain, they gain, they gain, they gain, they gain the promises of God because they gain, amen, and here. I like that. The promises of God are there. Ain't going nowhere. The problem is, it's appointed unto man once to die, after this, the judgment. That's the problem. You don't know when you're going to die. Check this out. Do you know the Bible has another promise a lot of people don't know about? It says, with long life, would I satisfy him and show him the salvation of God? Show him my salvation. Did you hear what it said? The scripture says, with long life, will I satisfy him and show him my salvation? He wants to give you long life and show you his salvation, but you got to be saved. Well, you may say, I know people that's uh, are they 105, 110. Well, I know Jane Pittman, she died at 110. So what you're saying? You ain't saying nothing. Now, 
Did you know that God offered us 70 years if by reason of strength it'll be four score years, which is 80. So 70 is there if you want it. Yeah. 80 is there if you have the strength in your body to receive it. So anything beyond 70, you living off of God's blessing. You don't have to be saved. See, I'm not going to say, you're only going to get that if you say it. That's not the scripture. Don't say that. The scripture does say that you're living on a, a, a borrowed time and blessing. Yes, but it didn't say you had to be saved to have long life. There's people that have long life, treat people right. They live by the golden rule, but they're not saved. And there's some people that don't live by nothing. They just live by conscience. And they just treat people right. They're not they're not godly people. They're not religious people. You know, some of them don't even believe in no God. Much less the living God or Jesus Christ. But they treat people right. And they, they live basic lives. I was watching a video about a man. He's ultra rich. When I say he's one of the one percenters, he said something interesting. He was sad. He was already a millionaire when he was before he was thirty. But he said, "You know, I didn't drive. I didn't buy all those fancy cars because I, I didn't feel right doing it. That's not me. I just a basic person. People think all rich people, millionaires and billionaires, they just waste money and, and, and do all kind of fools. Everybody don't do that. Everybody don't do that." Get that out of your head. Everybody don't do that. Everybody's not foolish. Amen. All right. Let's read that verse one more time. That ye may that ye be not slothful, but followers of them through faith and patience inherit the promises. There's something you have to do to inherit those promises from God. You got to do something. Let's move on. Let's go to Ecclesiastics. Chapter 7. Ecclesiastic chapter 7. And verse 8. Ecclesiastes chapter 7 and verse 8 says, Better is the end of a thing than the beginning thereof, and the patient in spirit, and the patient in spirit is better than the proud in spirit. I'll read it again. Better is the end of a thing than the beginning thereof, and the patient in spirit better than the proud in spirit. I like that. Better is the end of your life if you have inherited the promises of God. One of the promises is eternal life through salvation through Jesus Christ our Lord. So the better is the end in the beginning because you was unsaved. You didn't know God. You didn't walk with God. You didn't talk with God. But now, you walk and talk with him. You live with him. You spend time with God. Well, you're supposed to be spending time with God. 
and you have attained eternal life. So look at that verse. Look at that verse. That is the end of a thing, then the beginning thereof, and the patient in spirit is better than the proud in spirit. Remember what it just talked to you about patience. You have to have patience to obtain the promises of God. Because number one, you have to be in a position to receive the promises. You have to be in a position to receive God's promises in your life. You have to be in a position to just don't fall in your lap. And you're not ready for it. You got to be ready for it. You got to be ready for deliverance. You got to be ready for healing. People get saved not so much because they choose to, because some of them are ears of salvation. And you don't know who the ears of salvation are. I got to do another, I got to do a service on the ears of salvation. Did a Bible lesson, I think last year or so. But the ears of salvation, you don't know who they are. That's why you got to treat everybody right. That's why you got to treat everybody fairly. You want to inherit promises? Treat people right. Treat the racist right. Treat that lying banker right. Why? Because they may get saved. They may, you're not going to know who the heirs of salvation are. So you know what? There's many people got saved that shocked the fool out of people. Many people gave their life to the Lord and really walked with them and it shocked them. I know two people like that. I know two stone alcoholics. They gave their lives to the Lord. One went on to be with the Lord, the other was still alive. They were stone alcoholics. Religion wasn't going to help them. Religion wouldn't do nothing for them. Absolutely nothing. Religion would do nothing for them. Do you hear me? Religion would do nothing for them. They needed something stronger than religion. Amen. God got a hold of them and saved them, delivered them, and made them free and baptized them and filled them with the Holy Ghost. One died at the age of, uh, what was it, 89, I think it was, 89. Another one is in their 70s now. When we are patient in God, His grace will grow in us. We'll obtain those promises. Better promise. I'm not talking about a church organization. I'm not talking about that. Keep that garbage. You should be affiliated somewhere, but you can keep that stuff. You know why? Because I'm talking about eternal promises. Enduring promises. I like that. I'm confident that God will work things out in my life for me over time. Not everything in one day. Better promises. I know y'all, some of y'all heard that uh, commercial Thomas and Gift Muffin, uh, uh, Thomas's Promises and Gift Muffin. I always make a joke about it. If anybody promises Thomas and Gift Muffin, all right. <laughs> But he's not. Thomas is, is not like God. God keeps all his promises. Okay? 
because if the warehouse shut down and the trucks can't get out, it's not going to be a promise that the muffins are going to be delivered. Amen. But I like that about God. He keeps his word. Okay, let's move on. Let's go to 2 Corinthians. We just about finished 2 Corinthians. Second Corinthians chapter one. And verse 20. Listen to this. Y'all should like this verse. Second Corinthians chapter one, verse 20 says, for all the promises of God in him are yea and in him, amen. Until the glory of God, I ask. Listen to this. For all the promises of God in him are yea, and in him, amen. Until the glory of God, by us. Y'all hear that? All the promises that God had for you. Okay, listen to the scripture. It says, eyes have not seen. Ears have not heard. Neither has entered in the hearts of men the things that God prepared for them not love him. He got promises for you, beloved. God got promises with your name on it. I ain't talking about no preacher saying God got a blessing for you. God already got promises for you. Y'all just give a hundred dollars. God's gonna bless you. God already got promises for you. Oh my gosh. God already got promises laid up waiting for you to receive. Listen to this. Listen to this. For all the promises of God in him, Jesus Christ, are yay, yes. And in him, amen, so be it. Unto the glory of God. That's beautiful. We can have all that God has for us. Oh, whoa, 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 if it weren't. We gotta really want it. We gotta really want the better promises of God. On Easter Sunday, people get all dressed up with their flying sauces and their best suits and all that. Go to church, they won't live a fight. And they ain't getting no better promises. They just looking good. They just spent their money looking good. And that has nothing to do with eternal life. That has nothing to do with eternal life. God promises are yea and amen in him. But you got to want those promises. You got to be thirsty for those promises. People keep asking God to bless them with a job. You got to want the promises of God first. The Bible says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness, and all these other things will be added unto you. We don't want to do that. But if you really knew what he, what that meant, seek ye first the better promises of God and all his righteousness and all these other things, oh my gosh, you'll be added unto you. Well, that's the message for today. 
Do you want the better promises? Do you really want the promise of God? Do you really, really, really want, you got to get hungry for this. Do you really want the promises of God on your life? His mercy, his grace, his kindness, his love, his endurance. Ignore the devil and worship God. If there's one person here today that's watching this broadcast that don't know the Lord is your personal Savior, this is an opportunity for you to give your life to the Lord. Amen. And receive the promises of God. If you're ready to give your life to the Lord, it's that fact you need to give your life to the Lord. Bow your head and let's pray a simple prayer. I ain't got no magic power, nothing. You have to accept Christ on you. Okay, repeat after me. Lord Jesus, I ask you to forgive me of all my sin. I ask you to come into my heart in life to be my Lord and my personal Savior. Save me right now. Sanctify me through your word. Help me to understand your word in Jesus' name. I thank you for dying on the cross of Calvary and rising on the third day for me, that I might obtain better promises in you. I thank you for saving me. I thank you for coming into my life. In Jesus' name, amen. That's it, beloved. You can go to our website, Tabernacle of Deliverance, inc.org, and you can leave a prayer request. We have a prayer request page. Uh, a testimony page of what God doing in your life, and you also can uh, become a partner and help us with the ministry because we do need help to stay on the air on the television broadcast, the podcast. We we pay for everything, everything, nothing's free, absolutely nothing. Believe it or not, we once had one thing free, but now we everything everything has to be paid. So whatever love offering you want to give, uh, you could um also I think directly send it to uh uh. PayPal.me slash, I think, Tabernacle in, uh, uh, INC. I think it's Tabernacle INC. I can never get it right. I have to get my wife to start doing announcements because I'm like, that announcement at all. I got <laughs> well, Let me get whoa, real quick, real quick. Come on, quick, 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 quick. Slow, man. I got to get with it. <clears throat> Thank you. Okay, here it is. Here it is real quick. You can send your uh, our love gifts, tithes, often if you want to uh, by Cash App, Pastor B.L. Wells, or by PayPal, uh, paypal.me slash Tabernacle INC. Uh, you can download tightly and look for the Tabernacle Deliverance Incorporated. All right, now listen. I'll see you on next Wednesday night for Bible study. May the Lord bless you and keep you and guide you in Jesus' name. Amen.